Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and coming to you live from Norb Turner's Country Club, it's Fourth and Inches with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, good evening. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm a little under the weather tonight, so I apologize for sounding a little congested, but like Brett Favre, I've got a streak going. I haven't missed a show all season, so I'm going to power through it. All right. I, I'm guessing you got sick watching the Cowboys play on Christmas night. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was already sick before that, but it didn't really help matters. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. So, as you mentioned, tonight is our, our actually our 23rd and final show of the season, and uh, thank you for doing all 23 shows. I was a slacker and only did 21 of the 23, but uh, what do we have tonight for our, our final show of the season? What are we going to be talking about tonight? Well, we're going to go through another mile-long injury report, just for old time's sake, as always, <laughs> and we're going to take a look at each game this week, try and uh, figure out who's going to play, who to start, who to sit, who's going to play most of the game, and help you win that championship and that final push of the last week of the season. We're also going to give props to our fourth and inches league winners for both the fantasy football leagues this year, and talk about New Year's resolutions for players, coaches, and owners around the league. And as always, we're here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can contact us and be a part of the show. Even while we're on air, you can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter under the same handle. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. Or you can call us at 347 677 1608. That's 347 677 1608. And as I'm sure you can't get enough of us during just one hour of the week, you can find us on the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog and read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post each week. And we're on Twitter every Sunday morning helping you with last-minute starts and sits for your fantasy leagues. And I think that's it. We can get right into the injuries, benchings, player news, all that good stuff. Yeah, just make sure you don't call us on that phone number after the show's over because we won't answer. <laughs> yeah, but we'll be on email and Twitter if you want to find us when the show's over. Okay. As I mentioned before, we've got a fair amount of injuries, and a lot of this is going to impact guys who even might just have a, a nagging injury or a lingering injury, may not play this week since it is the last week of the season. Their game may not mean anything for the postseason or their resting. So that's something to keep in mind as we go through this. First off, uh, we've got a couple of injuries from last night's uh, Tuesday night football, which was fun for everyone, I'm sure. Michael Vick bruised his quad in the first series last night. He's questionable. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play or he's very limited this week. Um, As you may have seen, Seahawks quarterback Matt Hasselbeck strained his back Walking into the end zone this week, didn't even get touched. Uh, he's just kind of an injury magnet this season. He's not going to play Monday night. Charlie Whitehurst is going to get the start. Jaguars quarterback David Garrard is not going to play this week. After having finger surgery, Trent Edwards, the former Bills quarterback, is going to start. And if all the chips fall in the right ways and the Jaguars do make the postseason, I think it's going to be kind of questionable to see who they go with, but... That's something we'll touch on at a later date if it does come to pass. San Francisco is going to start Alex Smith over Troy Smith this week at quarterback. Uh, He came in and relieved Troy in the fourth quarter of last week's loss to the Rams. The Jets are saying that Mark Sanchez isn't going to play the whole game, if at all, this week because he's been limited to practice with that shoulder injury. I doubt he plays at all, but he's really not a good fantasy option this week because of it. The Cowboys coach Jason Garrett says that if John Kitna can play, he's going to, despite that strained abdominal muscle. Uh, Rookie Stephen McGee had a really strong game last week, although they did ultimately lose at the end. But if Kitna can go, he hasn't practiced yet, so that's something you'll have to check back on later in the week. He's going to get the start. Jaguars running back Maurice Jones-Drew is not going to play this week. He's got a swollen left knee, and they just they don't see any reason to make it any worse if they do make it in the playoffs, they want him healthy for that. 
not a good week to have a hyphenated last name in Jacksonville. Mike Sims Walker is also questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, that's he seems pretty questionable, so that's going to be a game time decision. Giants wide receiver Hakeem Nix is doubtful and unlikely to play. He broke a toe on his left foot. Uh, and their running back, Ahmed Bradshaw, is questionable with a sprained ankle, but Brandon Jacobs seems to be healthy, so they should be okay at running back. Brett Favre still hasn't passed his concussion test, so Joe Webb may get another start. Uh, with Favre, you always have to wait right up until the last second. That's something you'll have to check on Sunday. And their wide receiver, Sidney Rice, suffered a concussion in the third quarter last night. He's unless he passed the concussion test, isn't going to be able to play. I doubt they push it since they're not really playing for anything this week. Detroit's going to stick with Sean Hill at quarterback despite his finger injury. He uh, is the healthiest out of anybody they've got, so they're going to go with him. And Calvin Johnson didn't practice. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, likely he'll play through it as he usually does, but we'll wait and see. Saints wide receiver Marquise Colson very questionable with a knee injury. Uh, the Saints didn't have practice today, but if they had, apparently he would not have practiced. And he's had knee injuries in the past, so this is going to be an issue. Texans Andre Johnson's questionable with that ever-present nagging ankle injury. That's something that they'll reevaluate on Friday. Deshaun Jackson didn't practice with his foot injury. He played through it yesterday, but since they're already in the playoffs, he's likely not going to play this week. And if he does, it's going to be very minimal. Uh, Bengals wide receiver Ocho Cinco didn't practice with those ankle, those bone spurs in his ankle. He's questionable. I'd say he's likely not going to play, but again, something you'll have to check. It's a game time decision. The Bears wide receiver Earl Bennett has an ankle injury. He didn't practice. He's questionable. Not a great fantasy option even when he's healthy, so I would take a pass on him this week. And in San Diego's weekly fantasy <laughs> injury roundup, Malcolm Floyd has his hamstring still strained. He's questionable. Antonio Gates still has foot injury. He's very questionable. Probably neither of them are going to play. There's no reason to. Uh, but, again, we'll see. Saints running back Chris Ivory is questionable. He's missed the last two games with a strained hamstring. Uh, hopefully he's closer to playing. They thought he was going to go last week, but he didn't. Oakland running back Darren McFadden's got an ankle injury. He didn't practice. He's questionable, and that's a little bit of a concern since he seemed to injure it in the game this week. Uh, Carolina running back Jonathan Stewart didn't practice as well. He's got a foot injury, but it looks like he's trying to play. That's something you'll have to check back on later in the week. No Sean Marino out in Denver. He's got rib injuries. He didn't practice, was getting treatment all day today. If he does play, Denver has said they're likely going to go with a running back by committee with Carl Buckhalter and Lance Bell, so I'd probably take a pass on him either way. Reggie Bush is probable with a strained SC joint. He can play through it and is planning to. Uh, out in San Francisco, both running backs, Anthony Dixon and Brian Westbrook, didn't practice. Dixon was limited because of an ankle injury, but Westbrook had a personal issue and didn't practice. He should be fine for this week. They're both expecting to play. And tight end Todd Heap didn't pra didn't play last week. He didn't practice today, but he's hoping to play this week with a hamstring injury. Um, Browns tight end Ben Watson was limited with his ankle injury. And Jermaine Gresham out in Cincinnati's got a knee injury. He's very questionable. He didn't practice. That's something that's going to go right down to the wire. Aaron Hernandez out in New England returned to practice after missing last week with a hip injury. He's questionable, and really, unless he's absolutely 100%, he's probably not going to play. They don't want to push it. And I think we've finally gotten to the end of the line on our injury report. I'm excited that I will not have to read another book of injuries next week. Um, but just in other news and notes from around the league, the 49ers did fire their head coach, which was a little shocking since there's only one game left to play this year. And congratulations to all the players who were selected to the Pro Bowl. Um, with all those injuries, it'll be interesting to see who actually plays or not this year. <laughs> I think all the players that didn't get selected are going to end up playing because the ones that did get selected will all bow out because of injuries or Super Bowls or things like that. Yeah, but if you're on the winning Pro Bowl team, apparently you make about forty-five grand. So it's it's not a terrible way to pick up a, a hefty little paycheck. <laughs> no, but they they don't play defense in that game. That's actually the Pro Bowl is one of the better, I guess, all-star games. I still think the Major League Baseball one is the best, and the hockey one is the worst. But uh, we can talk about that some other day. <laughs> yeah, we'll. we'll argue about that at a later date. 
Right. So, shall we get on to the games then? Yep, let's get right into it. Okay, the one thing we did want to touch on briefly before we get into the games this week was just there are a number of teams, as Janet mentioned before, that you're not really sure whether they're going to play their starters the whole game, and that makes it more complicated for you if you're playing a championship game this week. You kind of ask for it because once you get past week 16, you're really making it a lot more random. But if you do have a championship game this week, and that's presumably why you're listening to the show, it's it's going to be kind of touch and go with some of these teams here. The two that I'm particularly concerned about are New England and Philadelphia. Now, I know, Jana, you said, too, that New England often just plays their starters even when they've got you know, a bye week coming up. They just want to keep the guys kind of fresh, even if they've already locked in their playoff spot. But I, I still wonder, you know, especially with Tom Brady's foot acting up and you know, Deion Branch's knee being a problem, whether those guys are really going to play the whole game this week. What's your take on that? Well, Tom Brady this week on the injury report wasn't actually listed with a foot injury, so I don't think that should be too much of a consideration. They just listed the proverbial shoulder injury, as always. But I, if I had Tom Brady on my team, I would, from from historically the way that the Patriots and Bill Belichick seem to approach the final weeks of the season, I'm more likely to play him than some of the other options that are out there. Even if he only plays a half, he may rack up more points than, say, Jimmy Clausen does in a whole game. I think it, who you start and who you sit is going to kind of have to base on what players you have and what, I mean, half of Tom Brady's value may be more than a whole value of a much lesser quarterback, and it's really what your personnel has is going to dictate what your decisions are. And I think there are a lot of teams out there that are like the Chargers where Phillip Rivers has come out and said he's going to play the whole game, and and Jay Cutler for the Bears has said he's going to play the whole game no matter what, but half of their wide receivers aren't going to play because they're, they've got these nagging injuries that have been plaguing them all season. So I... I would say if a guy's got an injury and his game's not going to impact their postseason play, that's somebody you need to seriously consider not starting. But if he's healthy, his team's maybe got something to play for, or they're reaching for some some stat milestone to maybe get a bonus, I would consider playing those guys, even if they're on teams like New England that aren't necessarily the win or loss isn't going to affect them overall. And how about Philadelphia then? What would you think about guys like Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin? I tend to stay away from guys like that this week, but what would you do? Well, it seems from what Philadelphia writers are saying that Deshaun Jackson, since he's got this foot injury, he's probably not playing much, if at all. Jeremy Macklin's the same way. They've got a lot of young receivers that they can pop in, like Riley Cooper, without you know, seeing too much of a drop-off. And Michael Vick, I don't think there's any reason you should be starting him this week. Even if he does quote-unquote start, I can't see him going beyond a series or two. He really did not look like himself with this quad injury last night. And I think when you have a guy like Kevin Cobb who you're paying millions of dollars and he would be a starter on half the teams in the league, there's no reason not to to play him if you're Andy Reid. Why would you not want Michael Vick to be fresh for the playoffs or to re-injure himself even more. I just don't think that's a risk they're going to take. All right, here's a hypothetical question for you. Suppose you have the choice between starting, say, Trent Edwards against Houston's awful secondary or starting Michael Vick against Dallas. Which which one would you rather start this week? Trent Edwards. I don't think Michael Vick plays enough to garner enough fantasy points to have any scenario where you should start him. And I think Trent Edwards might have a decent game. How about Trent Edwards and Tom Brady? You know, I that would be one I would think about. I might I might lean towards Trent Edwards just because I think he's got a chance at having a a fairly decent game. I I think I would go with Edwards there too, just because like you said, you know, he's he's got a good chance at a good game and plus I'm just a lot more confident in his you know, in the likelihood that he plays a whole game rather than, than Brady this week. But uh, anyway, are there any other teams where you think we should be looking out this week for for, for uh, teams that might be resting starters? Um, you know, none are springing to mind, but I would... You mentioned Sanchez I, I really think already. If, 
if you've got a if you've got a guy who's got a lingering injury, that's somebody you need to think harder about sitting, whether or not his game means anything. All right, great. So why don't we just dive into the games then? And first game up is Miami at New England. No real playoff implications on either end here. New England's already locked in, and you know to the top seed. And Miami is you know already locked into not making the playoffs. So. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think Miami wins this game just because I'm of the opinion that New England's not gonna play their guys for four quarters and you know, as as talented as their starters might be, I would still like Miami's chances against New England's reserves, even if it's for half a game. I'm gonna pick Miami twenty four twenty one here. You know, I just since Miami's on the road, I think they have a much better chance of winning this game because they can't win at home. <laughs> for some reason. But they should just switch locker England, rooms at home. <laughs> I'm going to say they win, but I Bill Belichick doesn't like to lose. If they're, if this game's in jeopardy, I think he's going to leave Tom Brady in as long as he needs to to ensure a win. Um, he does that and Brady gets means, hurt, though. The New England faithful will never forgive him. Yeah, I, I just I don't think you can play so conservative and be an elite team. I think we've seen time and time again guys who rested whole teams or whole offenses go into the playoffs and look flat immediately. I mean, it's happened to the Colts a few times. I just, I'm just i not a fan of resting players to begin with. If you have an injury and you need a day off, okay, maybe you play a half, maybe you don't play. But if you're healthy, there's no reason you shouldn't be on the field. You need to stay in rhythm. You need to build that chemistry with other guys in your team and just stay in a routine. So I just I, I don't like to bank on guys necessarily sitting, especially with a guy like Bill Belichick at the helm. Uh, that last being said, we, I think or, Miami... I was just going to say, last year we saw both Indianapolis and New Orleans do it, and they actually both made it to the Super Bowl. But you're right, in previous years, you know, that, that hasn't I always worked out, more especially for Indianapolis. the rule than the norm. But I think that Miami, there's not a, a ton of fantasy value. I would say only use Chad Henney in a two-quarterback league. He's really not been great since he sprained his knee a few weeks ago, and he's been coughing up the ball like crazy in the fourth quarter. Um, I would start Brandon Marshall. I'd think about maybe Devon Bass. And Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown are both maybes for me. They just Neither of them setting the world on fire. Neither of them's really breaking 100 yards in any game. Uh, I'm just not impressed with it, what they're bringing to the table. I would say no to the tight end, no to the kicker, and no to the defense. For New England, I'm going to say yes to their defense and no to just about everybody else on the team. I don't think Tom Brady plays the whole game, therefore I don't want him. On starting this week, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Danny Woodhead, Wes Welker, Deion Branch, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, Shane Graham, all of those guys. Well, Shane Graham will probably play the whole game, assuming there is anything for him to do. But I, I just really would stay away from New England players this weekend if I were in a championship game. But that's me. So have we had enough of them yet already? Yeah, let's keep moving. Okay, so we've got Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta, that was obviously you know, a disappointing loss for them. Monday night, but I, I don't think they're necessarily going to play real well this week either. I mean, their strengths and Carolina's strengths on defense match up pretty well. And again, I'm not sure if Atlanta, they, they still have something to play for, but I just, I, I'm not real confident in them coming out like gangbusters. I think they'll win the game, but I think it's close. I'll go with the final score of Atlanta 21, Carolina 20. Um, I just I have no faith in Carolina's abilities. I don't think Jimmy Clausen's any good. Um, I their running backs aren't healthy. Their wide receivers are non-existent. I just don't see any way that they're going to beat Atlanta. Even if Atlanta comes out and looks flat, I just think Atlanta is so far ahead of them talent-wise. At you know even with their second-string guys, that I just can't see Jimmy Clausen quarterbacking Carolina to even more than two touchdowns. Obviously, I'm not excited about starting a lot of Carolina players. Um, quite frankly, I'm not going to suggest starting anybody for sure. I'd say no to Jimmy Clausen. Uh, Steve Smith is – I would say you probably have to start him just because 
he's likely to play more than some of the other top receivers because obviously you're not going to be starting a Deshaun Jackson this week. But that's really going to depend on who you've got in your lineup that's going to play. Jonathan Stewart, if he plays, I'd start him because I think the run game is the only thing they may be able to get going. Um, Mike Goodson could be a flex option. If Jonathan Stewart doesn't play, he's still a maybe. Uh, I'd say no to the tight end, no to the kicker, no to the defense. I'm really not excited about anything Carolina's doing. For Atlanta, I would start Michael Turner this week. I would start Roddy White, assuming that he does play. I think he's listed as questionable right now with his knee. I would start Tony Gonzalez, and I would start the defense. I would not start Mike Jenkins, Michael Jenkins, and I would not start the kicker, Matt Bryant, and quarterback Matt Ryan would be a maybe for me. If you've got you know, someone like Tom Brady or Michael Vick, then I think you'd start Matt Ryan, but if you've got somebody else like you know, maybe Trent Edwards, then I say don't start Matt Ryan. If you're on a team where you have Michael Vick, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan, you know, no, 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 I, I said Matt Ryan and good. one or the other. Yeah, if you have all three of them, then you're kind of silly <laughs> at this point in the season that you didn't trade one of them for somebody that could actually help you in another position here. So, assuming you're not in a two quarterback league, so let's move on to the next game, and this is Minnesota playing at their home away from home, and that would be Detroit Ford Field. Um, Minnesota, they obviously looked better than most people thought they would at Philadelphia last night. I think they're going to finish up the season on a high note. I think they win this game pretty easily. I'll go with a final score of Minnesota 24, Detroit 13, and that's uh, that's whether Brett Favre or, or Joe Webb start. You know, obviously, I'd rather see Webb start, but uh, either way, I think they win this game pretty easily. Detroit just doesn't match up well with them. I think Detroit's just got – everybody in Detroit seems to be hurt. And Minnesota, they're battling some of their own injuries, obviously. But, you know, I was pleasantly surprised with what Joe, Joe Webb did last night, although I think the Eagles more beat themselves than Minnesota beat them. But I, I think they're going to take that momentum and just keep rolling into Detroit. And I think you're, I think they win by a touchdown. I don't know if this is necessarily a shootout, but I think it will be a good game to watch. I would say if Joe Webb starts, go ahead and start him. Um, I may even consider starting him just in a one-quarterback league, considering most of the top guys may not be playing this week. Um, If Favre starts, I would say don't start him, and I might still start Joe Webb if Favre is the quote-unquote starter, because if he does pass his concussion test and takes his totally injury-wrapped body into the game, he's clearly not going to play the whole game. There's no reason to. Um, that being said, I don't know I about that. I wonder, you don't think he's so stubborn that he would want to play the whole game? Uh, we obviously he know he's, coach, he's think, in charge of that team. I don't think Frazier will let him play. I think Frazier needs needs this job, and going out on a two-game win streak would really do a lot to show management he could turn this team around. Yeah. That's, just, that's kind of my thinking. Um Okay. Fantasy-wise, for the rest of the team, I would start Percy Harvin. I'd start Adrian Peterson. I'd start tight end Vasanschenko. Um, and I think I'd, I think I'd go ahead and start the defense. And I'm, I think I might even start Ryan Longwell this week. Normally, I would say no, but I don't know. I just, I feel like they're inside. It might be all right. For Detroit, Calvin Johnson, if he plays with that bum ankle, I would start him. Tight end Brandon Pettigrew has been a real find this season. He had a pretty good rookie season last year, but it's really picked it up. And I would also start Detroit's defense just because I don't think Minnesota's going to score more than 24 points. I'd say no to Sean Hill or Drew Stanton or whoever starts for them. I'd say no to both their running backs, Maurice Morris and and Javid Best. I'd say no to wide receiver Nate Burleson and no to kicker Dave Rayner. I'm just not excited about Detroit this week, so... Why don't we go on to the next game, which will hopefully be Eric Mangini's last game, you know, coaching Cleveland. And not that I'm biased, but Pittsburgh visits Cleveland this week. I think Pittsburgh's going to give them a, a butt whooping, and I think Pittsburgh is going to win this by at least two touchdowns. I'll go with the final score of Pittsburgh 27, Cleveland 10, because it is an early game, and Pittsburgh definitely has something to play for. 
Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh got embarrassed by Cleveland at this time last year, and they're absolutely going to come out and make sure that doesn't happen again. I think they win convincingly. Um, As much as I like Cleveland and Colt McCoy, I just don't know how much he's going to be able to do against Pittsburgh's defense. It's not a great matchup. Um, So I agree with you. Pittsburgh wins. They win big. I think you start Ben Roethlisberger. You start Mike Wallace, Heinz Ward, Rashard Mendenhall. Um, I wouldn't worry about any of these guys not playing because, like I said, they want to prove that they can beat Cleveland when it counts at the end of the season because they couldn't last year. So I think these guys are going to play as much of the game as they need to. If they're up by three touchdowns going into the fourth quarter, obviously they may not play then. But um, I would say no to the tight end, yes to the defense, but no to the kicker. For Cleveland, the only guy I like this week is tight end Ben Watson, and he's questionable with an ankle problem. I'd say no to quarterback Colt McCoy. I don't like Peyton Hillis going against Pittsburgh's run defense, which is only giving up about 60 yards a game. Hillis is questionable with some rib problems. I'd say no to Josh Cribbs, no to their defense, and no to kicker Phil Dawson. I'd say maybe for wide receivers, Muhammad Masakwa and Brian Rabisky, depending on what your other options are, but I'm, I'm not excited about, about either of them or pretty much anybody having anything to do with Cleveland this week. So enough of them. Let's go on to the next game, Oakland at Kansas City. It's still hard to believe that Kansas City actually won that division this year, but I guess we have San Diego's slow start in Oakland's inexplicable uh, disappearance from a couple of games. I'm sure they'd like to have back the the uh, second San Diego, the um, the uh, the Arizona game and a couple others. But I'm going to go here with Kansas City. I'm, I'm they don't have anything to play for, but I still think that they're good enough to beat Oakland. I think Kansas City wins this 24-21. Yeah, I just I can't bring myself to pick Oakland to win a game. I just I don't feel like anybody in that division should be going to the playoffs, <laughs> but somebody has to. So we Kansas City is better see. than you think. You know they're they're okay. I'm not ready to say they're good, but. That being said, Kansas City's got a lot more going for them right now than Oakland does, especially now with Darren McFadden questionable and maybe not able to play this week. Uh, If he doesn't play, I think they're really in a lot of trouble. But I think it's okay to start Jason Campbell. Um, He's going to be a decent option with what's available this week. I would start Jacoby Ford. Um, Probably no to any of the other receivers, including Lewis Murphy. And if Darren McFadden plays, I would go ahead and start him. Even though he's dinged up, they're going to go to the run as much as they can. Um, but I would say no tight end, no kicker, no defense. I just don't think they're going to put up too much of a fight here. If Darren McFadden does not play, would you start Michael Bush? Um, you know, I would I would consider it. It would really depend a lot on what my other running back options were on my team. But I think they're going to have to run a fair amount in this game if they want to have any chance. And I take it you're not going to start Darius Hayward Bay? Nope. The only receiver I'm going to say you can consider starting is Jacoby Ford. All right. Darius Hayward Bay was targeted half a dozen times last week, but that's pretty much the only time he's been even visible in their offense in the last three months. So, anyway, for Kansas City, I would start either of their running backs, Jamal Charles or Thomas Jones, who's had a sneaky good season again. I would start wide receiver Dwayne Bowe. I would start tight end Tony Moyaki, and I would start the Chiefs defense. I'd say no to wide receiver Chris Chambers, even though he had a good week last week, and no to kicker Ryan Suckup. Sorry, Ryan. And maybe to quarterback Matt Castle again. It just depends what your other options are this week. I kind of like Matt Castle as far as, as guys who I'm pretty sure are playing whole games are going this week. I think he's a, a fairly good option comparatively. Yeah, I just I like I still like Oakland's secondary somewhat, even though they weren't all that impressive against yeah, Indianapolis, <laughs> although they made that game a little bit closer than uh, some people thought they would. So That's all right. got to keep moving. Let's stop dwelling on the past. Okay. Let's look at Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans, you know, they're obviously still fighting with Atlanta there. Um, Tampa could 
get into the playoffs if they win. I, th- I think New Orleans wins this. It's a close game, but I'll go New Orleans 23, Tampa 20. No, I, I'm i going to pick Tampa to win this game. I know that New Orleans, I think I think this game is going to be close. It goes down to the wire. And they both are going to be playing their guys this whole game because they both need this win. And Tampa, if they're able to beat New Orleans and, you know, this happens, that happens, they're in the playoffs. And I think they they deserve to out of some of the teams that are on the bubble. Josh Freeman had a, a huge game last week, and that kind of put him on more people's radar. But he's had 12 consecutive games with at least one touchdown pass. I think you go ahead and start him this week. I know New Orleans' defense is better than some, but I think he's got enough talent and and talent around him that they can potentially overcome an injury-riddled New Orleans team. Um, I would start Josh Freeman. I'd start Mike Williams. I'd start LeGarrette Blunt. I'd start tight end Kellen Winslow. Um, I would say no to the defense and no to the kicker just because New Orleans is sneaky. They could put 40 points up on you real quick. But New Orleans just has so many injuries. I mean, Marquise Colston may not even play this week. And without him, I'm not totally convinced they can win. All of their running backs have at least one injury. It's, I think it's gonna, it's just going to be a little too much to overcome. For New Orleans, I would say start Drew Brees, start Pierre Thomas, who, funny enough, funnily enough, strangely enough, seems to be the healthiest of their three running backs now. I would say... Not saying too much, but he, he seems to be healthy. Marcus Colston, if he does play, I would say go ahead and start him. Tight end Jimmy Graham has been a real revelation the last few weeks. Go ahead and start him. Start the defense. Start kicker Garrett Hartley. I'd say no to Reggie Bush and Chris Ivory. They're running backs. Bush has a chest problem. Ivory has a hamstring problem. Well, Bush has more than a chest problem, but he has a Heisman problem too, but that's beside the point. That doesn't affect your fantasy team. And tight end Jeremy Shockey, he's questionable with a groin injury. Again, it looks like Jimmy Graham has overtaken him there. So if you need to pick up a tight end for this week, I would go with Graham rather than Shockey. Wide receiver-wise, I'd say maybe to Devery Henderson, Robert Meacham, and Lance Moore. You never know who's going to be catching the balls from one week to the next there. Last week it was Meacham. Earlier this season it's been Moore. Who knows? It could be Henderson this week. So, yeah, as usual, stay away from the New Orleans wide receivers unless you're really feeling lucky or have a crystal ball there. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't know if I'd start the New Orleans defense, but obviously I have a pretty different view of Tampa than you do. <laughs> well, I, I like them. I just I don't see them. I mean, New Orleans defense impressed me on on was it Monday night? I keep thinking last night was Monday night because there was a game. But if they're able to hold Atlanta to 17 points, I think they can hold Tampa to 20 points or so. But we'll see. So moving no, right along. Moving. No, what were you going to say? I said, let's keep moving. Okay. So I can't believe I stopped to have you repeat that. So anyway, next game up is Cincinnati at Baltimore. This game, again, Baltimore needs it. Cincinnati played well last week, surprisingly well against San Diego. I think Cincinnati will play well again and keep it close, but I think Baltimore ultimately wins it. I'll go with a final score of 24-21. Yeah, I I don't think this is close. I think Baltimore runs away with this early. I think Cincinnati last week was more a flash in the pan. I don't think they're going to look that good again. Um, I would not start Carson Palmer. Um, I would say yes to Jerome Simpson. See if he can ride a hot streak. If he's going to put together another game like last week, that'd be great. Uh, yes to Jordan Shipley. But I would say no Ochocinco, even if he plays. He's made it pretty clear that that ankle injury is very painful, and I just don't see him able to play effectively through that. Um, Cedric Benson I like more as a flex option than anything else. I don't think he's going to put up big numbers against Baltimore defense. Jermaine Gresham, if he plays the tight end, I would start him. Um, Otherwise, I'm not interested in any of their backup tight ends. And I would say no kicker, no defense. Clearly, I'm not excited about Cincinnati. How about wide receiver Andre Caldwell? He's had a couple good games in a row. Would you start him as a flex player if you were hard up for one this week? No, no, no? definitely not. I just there's not enough there's definitely not enough targets to go around. 
Yeah, I just think he'd be more likely to be a target than Caldwell two weeks in a row, but we'll, we'll see. So for Baltimore, uh, I'd say start quarterback Joe Flacco, start running back Ray Rice, start wide receiver Anquan Bolden, start tight end Ed Dixon, and that's assuming the tight end Todd Heap doesn't play, although right now I think he's listed as probable. I still think Dixon might play more. Um, and Pitta, the other, the third tight end is out. Start the defense. Say no to wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada, no to kicker Billy Cundiff, and maybe to wide receiver Derek Mason, who's still bothered by his ankle, but sounds like he'll play. So All moving right, right along, uh, moving no, right along we've, we've got those ever-lovable losers, the Buffalo Bills, traveling to the New York Jets this week. New York obviously has been floundering. They beat Pittsburgh, and then they their defense apparently forgot to show up for the game against Chicago. Um, yeah, I don't feel that good about the Jets this week, but I, I still think they find a way to win this game. I'll go with a final score of 24-17. I think this is probably more low scoring than that, and I just I like Buffalo's chances better, but I just I don't think I can pick against the Jets' defense, especially when they're in New York or New Jersey as it actually is, but uh, I think the Jets win, but it's more going to be like Kellen Clemens, <laughs> who's, who's quarterbacking this team this week, than Mark Sanchez. And that's Is it Clemens or Brunel? They haven't said one way or the other. It looks like they may okay. split time. But, okay. Um, either way, I'm not excited about either of them as a quarterback prospect. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick significantly better, but I just don't think he has enough uh, enough weapons to go against that defense. So I think the Jets win. They by maybe a field goal, and I think this is very low scoring. Um, I would start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he's going to play the whole game, and he <clears throat> excuse me, has, will put up a hopefully a fair amount of value compared to some other guys this week. I would start Steve Johnson and Fred Jackson at running back, but otherwise I would say no to everybody else. I just The problem is I just don't know how much fantasy value you'll get out of these guys because obviously Steve Johnson is going to be priority one on the Jets' defense. So even if he gets stuff thrown his way, how much is he really going to be able to catch? All right, for the Jets, I'm going to go. I'm going to start running back Sean Green. I would start Santonio Holmes if he plays with that quad injury. Start tight end Dustin Keller. Start the defense. I'd say no to quarterback Mark Sanchez or Mark Brunel or Kellen Clemens or Joe Namath, whoever starts for them this week. I'd say no to wide receiver Jericho Cotri and no to kicker uh, Nick Falk. I, for some reason, I have Marshall Falk written down here, but that's not right. It's Nick Falk. And maybe to running back LaDainian Tomlinson and wide receiver Braylon Edwards, depending on what your other options are. All right, we got to keep this rolling. We got about 20 yep. minutes left, and we're only halfway through the games here. Okay, we'll pick up the pace here. New York Giants at Washington. I think New York rebounds in a big way. I think they blow out Washington. I'll go 34-17 Giants. Uh, I I definitely don't think this is going to be a blowout in any way, shape, or form. I don't think Eli Manning has that in him, but I do think the Giants beat Washington. Washington's just kind of pathetic right now, even more so with Rex Grossman at quarterback. Um, I'm okay with starting Eli Manning this week. Uh, I think he plays most of this game. I would start Mario Manningham. Obviously, no to Hakeem Nix, who's probably not playing. Um, Ahmed Bradshaw is a maybe for me, even if he does play through the ankle injury. I'm looking at him more as a flex player. He's got a sprained ankle. His production's going to be down. I would say yes to Brandon Jacobs. Uh, no to tight end Kevin Boss. I would say yes to kicker, and I might even start the defense, too, because I just I have no faith in Rex Grossman leading an offense. For Washington, I would start both their wide receivers, Anthony Armstrong and Santana Moss. I would start tight end Chris Cooley if he's not too busy with his pottery. I'd say no to running backs Ryan Terrain and Keelan Williams. No to the defense, no to kicker Graham Gano, and maybe for Rex Grossman. We had enough of that game? All right, next game up, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Indy has to win to get in. I think this will be no problem for them. I think they win this by at least 10 points. I'll go with a final score of Indianapolis 31, Tennessee 21. 
Um, I I don't think it's a question that Indy wins this game. When it comes to postseason, Indianapolis does it better than anybody. Um, I really only use Kerry Collins in a two-quarterback league. I just don't think he's going to put up enough value, even though he will play a whole game. I would start Kenny Britt. I'd start Chris Johnson. But after that, I'm, I'm pretty much only looking to start the kicker, Rob Baronis, because I think that's where most of their points come from. Definitely no tight end, no defense. For Indy, I'm going to start quarterback Peyton Manning. Surprise, surprise, shock, shock. I would start wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon, hold the presses. Uh, tight end Jacob Tammy, start him, start the Colts defense. No to kicker Adam Vinatieri because I think he's just going to be kicking extra points. Maybe for running backs, Joseph Adai and Dominic Rhodes. Donald Brown depends who plays, and maybe for wide receiver Blair White, who looks like he's going to get a fair amount of playing time again. All right. Onward, onward and upward, we've got Chicago at Green Bay. Chicago, they say they want to win the game and play their starters, but you know Green Bay needs this game more. It's at home. I think they win. I'll go Green Bay 24, Chicago 17. I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. Um, I I think Chicago is they want to win to make a statement. It's a division rival. They want to look strong going into postseason. I just I know Green Bay needs this game, but I do think they win. But I think this is going to be really down to the wire. I would start Jay Cutler. I'd start Johnny Knox. Um, I would say no to Devin Hester and Earl Bennett. I know Hester has been lighting the world on fire with his kick returns, but I just there's not enough value there for me. And Earl Bennett's injured and not getting enough targets. I would say yes to running back Matt Forte, but no tight end. Uh, I would say no to the kicker, but and no to the defense. I just I think both teams score a fair amount of points. For Green Bay, I'll start quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I start wide receivers Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. I'd start the tight end Anthony Corliss, and I'd start the Packers defense. I'd say no to running back Brandon Jackson and kicker Mason Crosby and maybe two wide receivers, James Jones and Jordy Nelson, who both had big games. And I did not mention John Kuhn, who scored three touchdowns last week, but uh, you can take that as a no also. I want to put it out in the universe that I think we need to be calling the Green Bay back uh, backfield Kuhn and friends. It's a South Park reference, but I think it's awesome. And I... I mean, I don't, I don't think you should start him this week, but I think he's been doing a fair, fairly decent job filling in uh, for Ryan Clark this season. I just, I think he's been all right. Yeah, he he had a few good games at the um, beginning of the season, and then last week, obviously. But I think by last week, most people had forgotten him. If you started John Kuhn and the Cardinals defense and Tim Tebow last week, you probably won. But anyway, moving right along, speaking of winners and team, well, actually, this is speaking of teams that are not winners. Since every game this week is a division game, somebody has to play somebody in the in my favorite division, which is the NFC West. And this week, Arizona is at San Francisco. The powers that be probably thought this was going to be the the game to decide the division championship when they made the schedule, but as it turns out, it's not. Arizona, San Francisco, both these teams are pathetic, but I think San Francisco is a little less pathetic than Arizona, and I'll pick them to win 27-21. Yeah, I just I don't think either of these teams deserves to win a game, but I do love that all the games at the end of the season are division games. I think that most years, this would, most of these games would be more meaningful, but this has been kind of a weird season. Um, I think Arizona, like you said, is a little bit less pathetic and sad and or a little bit more pathetic and sad and I think San Francisco behind Alex Smith can pull one out hopefully it gets Alex Smith uh, a job next year but fantasy wise there's just not a lot to get excited about on Arizona John Skelton I think is really only a two quarterback league quarterback while he is good he's not making mistakes he's not doing a ton because there's not a lot to do around him in that offense um, I think you can start Larry Fitzgerald. Steve Breston is a maybe, but I'm really not excited about his prospects. He's just really not been the guy that he was in seasons past this year. I would say no to Andre Roberts. I'd say yes to running back Tim Hightower. Uh, they have to have some kind of run game. But no Beanie Wells, no tight end, no kicker, no defense. For San Francisco, I like Alex Smith. 
uh, if assuming that you know, as they say, he does start, I'd start yeah, Vernon good. Davis. I'd start Vernon Davis with his thumb injury. I'd start the defense. I'd start wide receiver Michael Crabtree. I'd start um, their kicker. I would not start. Well, I would. I'd say maybe to Brian Westbrook and Anthony Dixon. I know Dixon has an ankle problem. If he's out, then Westbrook probably would become a yes for me. And I'd also say uh, maybe to wide receiver Josh Morgan. So are we done with that game? Yeah, I mean, I think those running backs are more like flex players than anything else. But again, no, you're right. You're right. What roster you've got going? Right. So now moving right along, we have another game that the powers that be probably thought was going to be a great game at the beginning of the season, and that was Dallas at Philadelphia. Well, one of the two teams has held up their end of the bargain, but it's not the Cowboys. I know your household is going to be all excited about this game, but unfortunately I think the rest of your family is going to be more excited than you are because I think Philadelphia wins this 24-21, to even if Michael Vick is, is not playing. Well, I think Kevin Cobb's a perfectly adequate backup, and I think on half of the teams in the league, he'd be a starter. And I know a lot of people, are, especially right up until last night, were saying Michael Vick's going to be the MVP, but I think that this team would still be a playoff team with Kevin Cobb at quarterback, which is why I, I couldn't vote for Michael Vick as an MVP, just because I don't think he was the most valuable player on his team in the league. But I don't think he plays. I think even with Kevin Cobb, Philly's going to beat Dallas, who will play most of their starters just because they don't want to look like a complete terrible train wreck, which they are, and I think they're going to try and force John Kitten at a start before he's totally healthy, and they'll get in the hole early, and it just they're, they're, they don't rebound well, for sure. But if John Kitten starts, I, I'm not likely to lean towards starting him. I'd be more excited about Stephen McGee's prospects, but... I think you could say maybe to either of those guys, more of a two-quarterback league than hanging your whole hat on them, especially in a championship game. But I would say you could start Miles Austin, uh, no to Roy Williams, maybe to Marion Barber. I'm likely to start Felix Jones out of that trio. Definitely don't start to start choice. He is back to running back three. He's not getting enough uh, chances. I think he got four chances last week. It's just not enough. Um, Jason Witten's a must-start for me, but I would say no kicker, no defense. For Philadelphia, I would start running back with Sean McCoy, tight end Brent Selleck in the defense. I would not start either Kevin Cobb or Michael Vick this week just because I think there's too much uncertainty around both of them. I would not start um, Deshaun Jackson or Jeremy Macklin, and I wouldn't start kicker David Akers. And maybe, depending on how things look ahead of time, I would start wide receivers Jason Avant and Riley Cooper as, as flex options. But, again, not terribly excited about would, either of them. I would go ahead and start Riley Cooper in a regular wide receiver slot on my team. And I think I'd probably start Kevin Cobb, too. Dallas defense is not scary. Yeah, I just, well, we'll see. I mean, if Cobb starts, I agree with you about Cooper because Cooper's probably gotten more reps with Cobb in practice than he has with Vic, but uh, we'll, we'll see Brent there. And especially... His value goes up exponentially with Kevin Cobb under center. So I think right, if I you're agree. looking for a tight end, he's definitely a good guy to look at this week. With There's no way Michael Vick plays most of this game. Yeah, agreed. So moving right along then, we've got San Diego at Denver, two teams not going to the playoffs. I think San Diego, I I still don't know what happened to them at Cincinnati last week, but I I think they're going to rebound with a vengeance and blow out Denver. I'll go with a final score of San Diego 31, Denver 17, just because it'll probably be a little warmer in Denver this week than it was in Cincinnati last week. You know, I could go either way on this game. I... I just I don't really feel strongly that one team is going to be better than the other. I think it'll be a close game, and it might be one of the better games of the weekend. And I know Philip Rivers is trying to play the whole game because San Diego wants to make a point that they can, you know, finish sort of admirably, but they really screwed the pooch this year. And we're just – you can't yep. start slow all the time and expect to make all that ground up. But I think nope. you start Philip Rivers, start Vincent Jackson, start Legadoo Nane, um, I would start Ryan Matthews, but no to Mike Tolbert. He's got a couple of nagging injuries. He really didn't look that great in the second half of last week's game. 
I like Darren Sproles. He's a great a great flex option. Or if you need somebody who you know is going to get more time than some of these other running backs this week, he's definitely going to fit right in there. He's a big piece of their passing game now and on special teams. But I would say no to the tight end. Um, maybe to the kicker. I just don't know how many points are really going to be scored. And I'd say no to the defense. For Denver, I would start wide receivers Brandon Lloyd and Jabbar Gaffney. I would start their defense, and um, that's about – actually, I would not start their defense. I take that back. I would not start their defense. I would not start quarterback Tim Tebow. I wouldn't start no Sean Moreno, even if he does play. If he doesn't play, I wouldn't start Lance Ball or Corral Buckhalter either. I wouldn't start kicker Steve Hauschka, and maybe for Eddie Royal, depending on what the rest of your – your uh, roster looks like. So not too much going on there for me this week. I know Tim Tebow has looked pretty good two weeks in a row, but I think that San Diego's defense is a little bit tougher than what he's faced the last couple weeks. It'll be an interesting test, if nothing else. Yes. Now, speaking of tests, as we've mentioned several times before, it looks like Trent Edwards is going to be standing in for David Garrard against Houston's excuse for a defense, and I think he's actually going to be able to lead them to victory. I don't know if that's going to be good enough for them to make the playoffs, depending on what Indy does, of course, but uh, I, I like Jacksonville to win this game, and I'll go with the final score, 27-24. I'm excited about Trent Edwards' prospects this week. I'm excited about the fact that, like, you know, maybe maybe this is a game that turns his career around and he's not such a, a train wreck, but I just... I obviously, if you've listened to the show at all during the season, do not really believe in David Garrard as a starting quarterback. I think he's more of a career backup than anything else. And I know there are a lot of fans in Jacksonville looking for somebody else under center come next year. He's been a pretty mediocre I don't think there are a lot of fans in Jacksonville, period, but we can discuss that some other well, time. Well, of what there are, they're not excited about him as their quarterback of the future. And maybe Trent Edwards will be answer show. there. That would be cool. Um, but I think you can go ahead and start Trent Edwards this week. Uh, if Mike Sims-Walker plays, I would go ahead and start him, but, again, that's probably going to go right up until game time, and it is a later game, so that's going to depend on your roster. I would say definitely start Mike Thomas. I'd start Richard Jennings at running back because Maurice Jones-Drew is not going to play this week, um, and they are going to need a run game, so I think he's going to be an adequate fill-in. Start tight end Mercedes Lewis. He's a pro bowler. That's pretty awesome. I would say no to the kicker and probably no to the defense. Matt Schaub's got enough weapons that it makes me not want to do that, but I just don't think Houston's going to put up a huge fight. I mean, they obviously do not play 60 minutes of football, so Jacksonville has pulled out a few miracle wins, and they may be able to do it again this week. So for Houston, I would start Matt Schaub at quarterback. I would start Arian Foster at running back. If Andre Johnson is healthy enough to play, I would start him at wide receiver. I would start Jacoby Jones at wide receiver, start tight end Owen Daniels if he's if his knee lets him play, and start the um, – eh, I take that back. Don't start the defense. Don't start Houston's defense two times in a row I've done that. And don't start kicker Neil Rackers either, who's got a hamstring problem. And I'd say maybe Kevin Walter is a flex play. All right. So now we come to the most exciting game of the weekend, the, the season finale, the game that all the NBC executives were just scrambling to move into prime time on Sunday night, and that would be the NFC West title game between the eight and excuse me the seven and eight St. Louis Rams and the six and nine Seattle Seahawks and if you can believe it if Seattle wins this they are actually going to win the division with a record of seven nine and host a playoff game and I really want to see Seattle win this game but I just think St. Louis is a little bit better, and I'm going to pick them to win and spoil my fun. I think it's going to be St. Louis 24, oh. Seattle 17. But I want Seattle Why? to win this in the worst way. Why do way. you want Seattle to win this game? Because I want them to get in, because I think the division, I think parity has gone too far in the NFL, and I think if a team can win, can go 7-9 and nine and make the playoffs and host a, a playoff game, I think that will just show you how ridiculous this has all gotten, but um, anyway, I'll, I'll pick St. Louis to win just because I think they are a better team, and I think they'll show it. Listen, St. Louis is going to blow Seattle out. 
I don't no. I, it makes me yeah. I think they win no. by at least two touchdowns. I absolutely do. Three? Two. Oh, two, okay. I said two. I said two touchdowns. Okay. But okay. I I Seattle's not good with Matt Hasselback under center. They're not great with Charlie Whitehurst under center. I'm mad that this game is the last game of the season that this is how the regular season's gonna go out. I don't know what the schedule maker was thinking when this is what they put for the Monday night game on the last week of the season because there was no it's way actually this a is Sunday night be. game, there's no Monday night game. Well the point is it shouldn't be in prime time. I think they're well, it's the only early. game where it's winner take all. It doesn't matter. I think there are better matchups that even just for seeding that should be a Sunday night game than this. I just I think it's awful. I don't think there's any this I, has any business being there. And I don't think that Seattle needs to win this just to show that parody's gone too far. I think that with the disgrace that the West has produced this year, I think they have to look at reseeding the playoffs in the off season. Hopefully they do. But I think St. Louis has a lot more value. I would start Sam Bradford. I'd start Danny Amendola. I'd say no to Denario Alexander, but yes to Brandon Gibson, yes to Steven Jackson. No tight end, no kicker, but I would definitely start their defense. I don't think Seattle's putting up much of a fight. Seattle, I would start wide receivers Mike Williams and Ben Obamanu. I would start tight end John Carlson, and I would start Seattle's defense, and this time I really mean start the defense. I would say <laughs> no to their quarterback, whether it's Matt Hasselbeck or Charlie Whitehurst or Jim Zorn or whomever. Um, I would say no no to running back Marshawn Lynch and no to kicker Lindo Mare. So, But I'll be rooting my hardest for Seattle, but I, maybe I won't even watch the game. I just, I'm that excited about it. <laughs> so, well, but, we have come to the end of the line of our game analysis with a few minutes to spare. Um, I just, I think we should take a second to give props to our two winners in our fantasy football leagues this year. Um, in our first league, Shane Hallam with Hallam's Hammers, you can find him on the draft countdown. He does all kinds of great analysis for the NFL draft, which is going to be good in the next few months. And in our second league, Mike's Monsters was our winner there. But I think we had some some good guys playing this year, guys and girls, and and some interesting uh, outcomes and trash talk. So it was a lot of fun. I think we absolutely need to do it again next year. Yeah, and hopefully Mike will get a, na- a, a last name by next year. But uh, congratulations, Mike, and congratulations, Shane, and thank you for everyone else who played. It was a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. And this is our, our last show of the football season, but uh, we will be around – you know, whenever you want to talk football, we're here on Twitter and email. You can find us all season long there. And um, we are looking to do some stuff with baseball in the coming season. We're going to do another radio show. Working title right now is Two Out Rally. So you can, we'll be putting more information out about that on the Twitter uh, so you can find us and follow us throughout the baseball season as well. Um, but we've got a minute or two here. We want to look at some New Year's resolutions for players and coaches and personnel around the league. Um, you want to start, Sherpa? Um, sure. I will say that uh, Norv Turner, I think he should resolve to win some games before December, and I think Tom Coughlin should resolve to win some games in December. I think that there are a lot of owners around the league, and I'm looking mostly at you, Jerry Jones, and Washington, and Miami, where you guys need to get your act together, get a GM, draft better, and get some head coaches that aren't total train wrecks, coordinators. Next year we need to see less of these head coaches fired midseason and more of getting the right personnel in before the season starts. Mike Singletary, if he's lucky enough to get another coaching job, should leave his quarterbacks, should resolve to leave his quarterbacks alone during the game. And, and um, Houston needs quick... to resolve to play 60 minutes of football. All right. And Brett Favre should resolve to trade in his iPhone for a wheelchair and some smelling salts. And Rex Ryan should resolve not to make any more home videos. 
And we are just wrapping it up here. Again, this was our last show of the football season, but we will be back come baseball season with Two Out Rally. You can contact us during the off season on email, the number 4THNInchesShow. That's the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow. It's the same handle. You can also visit FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog and read the football musings of the Sherpa on Huffington Post, which will be updated periodically throughout the off-season. And we've really enjoyed doing the show. Thank you so much for listening to us, and we hope to see you come spring for baseball. And I just want to quickly thank Jana for all the work that she did this week, I mean, for this year. She really carried the show. (laughs) It was just an idea back in July, and Jana said, let's do it, and she was really the driving force behind this. So thank you so much, Jana. You did an awesome job, and look forward to doing it again with you next year. Yeah, thank you for bringing me on board, and thank you to all the listeners. We've had an awesome time. Okay. So long, everyone, and uh, go, go Seahawks.